0: He sent forth his word and healed them and delivered them from their destruction. Psalm 107 verse 20 The message you're about to hear is a straightforward, down-to-earth and insightful teaching by Lady Rev. Adelaide Heward-Mills. Lady Rev. Adelaide serves under her husband, Bishop Dan Heward-Mills, as a pastor at the Lighthouse Chapel International. Lady Rev. Adelaide is a handmaiden of God
1: Please let's bow our heads for prayer Father thank you so much That when the children were brought to you You said suffer the little children Allow, permit them to come unto me For of such is the kingdom of God Thank you for the privilege Of ministering to vessels that you treasure Thank you for the privilege of Ministering to lives that have great potential. Thank you for the privilege of ministering to lives that will face the enemy in the gates in times to come. We give you praise. I pray that the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart will be acceptable to you. Let this word fall on good soil. Let not Satan deceive them. Let them be delivered from every work of the enemy. And let light come into our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Please sit down. Well, it's exciting to be here. A junior daughter. And although we may be sons, we are the bride of Christ. Amen. I hope that the Spintex Highway people will be ready to give us uh, whatever they were supposed to do after my preaching. That is if you are on cue. Amen. I want to say that everything has been beautiful this afternoon. You look so sweet in your bridesmaids' uniforms and the dance and all. that. I think they deserve a hand clap. And I am singularly and personally inviting you to iron sharpness iron to be part of the opening ceremony this year amen the drama was also enlightening and powerful to know that no matter your age god can still use you amen children we also want to thank the choir and I want to salute your very reverend, Okobote Doku, and all the pastors that stand with him, Pastor Ben, Lady Pastor Erica, Pastor Bello, and all the young people's staff, if you like, who stand with them to bring God's destiny to pass in their lives. I keep telling you, by the grace of God, I was born again at the age of nine. And so I can relate to so many of the things that you are doing at this age. And believe me, if you follow on to know the Lord, it will deliver you from a lot of foolishness, a lot of things you don't need. And children, do you know, let me tell you a secret. Because God sent somebody my way, To lead me to Christ at the age of nine. God, by his grace, kept me. And so, by the grace of God, I married my first beloved. And you too, it can be your story. So always remember that. The lady reverend says we should follow on to know the Lord. And we should all come to the place where we are marrying our first beloved. And your beloved to you are also his first beloved. It is possible, and God will bring it to pass. Amen. This afternoon, I'm not going to be too long. I will speak to you about do not be deceived. Amen. Do not be deceived. 1 Corinthians 15, verse 33. Are you there? <laughs> It is a very popular verse. You must learn the books of the Bible at this age. We used to have sword drills and all that, and that foundation put the seed of God in my heart and helped me to know certain basic scriptures which have remained with me today. Amen. Don't mess up your life as you are growing up. First Corinthians 15, verse 33. Be not deceived. Evil communications corrupt good manners. Can, I, can we have the NASB version, please? Do not be deceived. Evil communications or associations corrupts good morals. Don't be fooled by those who say such things for bad company corrupts good character. Now the Bible starts by saying do not be deceived. What does it mean to be deceived? To be deceived is to believe a lie and to buy fully into a lie as if it is the truth. Hallelujah. And Paul, writing by the Holy Spirit, is talking to all of us that do not be deceived because there's a tendency to believe a lie. And what should we not be deceived about? Do not be deceived. Bad company, bad company, or bad associations corrupt good morals. It didn't say that bad company will not allow you to have good morals, but it says that bad company, even if you are good, the type of company, the type of friends, the type of people you spend your time with, including the television program, Storm Over Paradise, all those are associations. All those are people you spend your time with. What other movies are on the television? And even some types of cartoons. Johnny Bravo and then his girlfriends. Some of the Disney things. This one's boyfriend and this one's girlfriend. Please, children. Hannah Montana. You are not of age to even know what love is. When you are at the right age, we will allow you to fall in love, somersault in love, and do everything in love that you want to do. Amen. But we are just, we are not trying to deprive you of pleasure. We are not trying not to make you happy. But we are trying to deliver you from bad associations. Hallelujah. The Bible says, don't believe a lie. That the type of friends you have, the type of people you spend your time with, the type of associations you have. The type of books that speak to you. Don't be deceived. Sometimes some of you, you give an impression, but underneath you have another life. Sometimes you have a book, you have covered it with brown paper, and you have written English for Jesus. And it blightens. So when your mother comes, that is what is behind the book. But when we look into the book, pictures that you should not be looking at, things that you should not be reading about, it is not that adults want to hide something from you. They want to protect you from something. And the Bible is saying that it, we have a tendency, we have a way of thinking that the lie is the truth. Do you understand? Once I went to a school, I saw a book. I was shocked at the contents of the book. And when I asked the young lady, how come you are reading such a book when you are a Christian? She said, well, I was in class and we had finished the exams. Just one or so. And then this boy came and said, are you bored? As the teachers are doing the marking, are you bored? And I said, yes, I'm bored. He said, I bought this book by the wayside, so read it. And when I looked into the book, hey, types of pictures that even me, an adult, I would not like to look at. So sometimes you may not even spend time with a person, but the person is an agent of Satan sent to your life. And every time I stand in prayer for children, One of my prayers is that deliver them from relationships they should not have. Deliver them from people they should not meet. Deliver them from people who would turn their lives in another direction. Jehovah, keep them in the paths of righteousness for your name's sake. Hallelujah. Now I want to share with you a story of somebody who had a bad friend. And this verse does not only apply to you, it applies to even us as grown-ups. So I also mind the type of friends I have. Because it's not every friend who would tell me the right things. Sometimes a friend will even tell me things that make sense. But it goes against God's word. You know? And then also you have to be a certain kind of friend to attract a certain type of friend. So sometimes you yourself should be careful about the type of person you are. Because when you are a certain way, you attract a certain type of friend. And the Bible says, don't be fooled by those who say such things. For bad company, corrupts. Corrupts means that you, the thing is good, but later it gets rotten, it gets spoiled, because something, it has come into contact with something bad. So the good morals, all the things that you have been taught, all the things that you know in the church, you have changed it into something else because of the influence on your lives. Sometimes, some of your friends are even in church, but they don't encourage you to be godly. They talk about things that are not helpful. And you have to stand strong and say, why are you talking about this? It is not scriptural. It is not right. Not that, oh, why did you go and tell Reverend Oko, you have browned me, Pa? It's not about browning. It's about being real. Hallelujah. You always feel that you have to protect somebody's back. How can I tell the pastor that he brings this book to church? How can I tell the pastor that he does this, you know? There was a a librarian in a school, and the headmistress was telling me, not our school, another school, the headmistress was telling me that that librarian had been showing the children wrong pictures on the internet. And some of the children, too, when they go for ICT, then they type in a word they shouldn't type and they are roaming all over the place. And the ICT teacher has no idea. But you have to remember that you can't hide anything from God. The Bible says, all things are naked unto him with whom we have to do. Come with me to Second Samuel chapter 13. Amen. Don't be deceived. Don't believe a lie. The friends you keep destroy the good in you. Amen. That is New Adelaide Living Translation. Amen. Okay. Second Samuel chapter 13. Are you there? And it came up to pass after this that Absalom, the son of David, had a fair sister whose name was Tamar. And Amnon, the son of David, loved her. And Amnon was so vexed that he fell sick for his sister Tamar, for she was a virgin. And Amnon thought it hard for him to do anything to her. But, everybody say but. Amnon had a friend. Whose name was Jonadab. Amnon had a what? Whose name was Jonadab, the son of Shemaiah. David's brother so that was his cousin it's not all cousins who are godly it's not all friends who are godly that you need to keep you may feel lonely but you have to sacrifice something to follow Jesus the Bible says whose name was Jonadab and Jonadab was a very subtle man it means that he's not straightforward what you see is not what you get he looks holy when grown ups are around, but when he's with you, his contemporaries, he's something else. He was a subtle person. And he said unto him, Why art thou being the king's son? Lean from day to day, wilt thou not tell me? And Amnon said unto him, I love Tamar, my brother Absalom's sister. So, we can see that Jonadab was really a friend. Verse 4. Jonadab was really a friend to Amnon. That is why Amnon could look at him and say, Why? You are the king's son, but it seems you are growing lean. It means it's a friend who knows you, a friend who knows when you are putting on weight and when you are growing growing lean. And then he says, Will you not tell me? He was a type of friend that he kept secrets with. You are growing lean. You share everything with me. Will you not tell me why? You are growing lean. And Amnon said to him, I love Tamar, my brother, Absalom's sister. You are not allowed to love everybody like that. And you don't even know what love is. You are fond of that boy that you share your book with. You are fond of the one that you read, whatever. It's just friendship. Don't read anything else into it. Don't keep any diary and say, Dear diary, today I met him and then my heart. Do you know why? You are watching American movies all the time. And you are growing faster than you should grow. Amen. Verse 4, verse 5, sorry. And Jonadab said unto him, Lay thee down on thy bed and make thyself sick. And when thy father comes to see thee, I think NASB will be better. Say unto him, I pray thee, let my sister Tamar come and give me meat and dress the meat in my sight, that I may see it and eat it at her hand. Verse 6. So Amnon pretended to be sick. What type of friend is this? Who gives you always bad ideas? Instead of telling you this thing that you are saying, Amnon, is not scriptural is not pure, is not holy. He cannot stand up for anything. And many of you are like that. You don't stand up for what you believe. You are afraid of being unpopular. You are afraid of not being liked. But you can find people in the house of God who will like you. You can't expect everybody to like you. You can't expect everybody to applaud you. So ask the nearest child to you, is there a Jonadab in your life? Is there a female Jonadab in your life? Is there a male Jonadab in your life? Hallelujah. I'm not pretending to be sick because of the advice of Jonadab. Jonadab says, live a lie. Make yourself weak as if you are sick. mom is your father will come and visit you. And when he asks you, what do you want? Say that, I want this, my sister, to come and make cakes in my sight. And it's just like preaching. Just like you respond when God's word comes to you. Amnon to had a preacher in his life, and that was Jonah Dab. Some of you, the preachers in your life are the type of music you listen to. The preachers in your life are the type of cartoons you watch. The preachers in your life are the type of pictures and books you look at. The preachers in your life are the type of friends you listen to. One child said, you know, my mother and my father, they always think they have sucked me. But when they sit down to watch certain things, I come and lie under the table and I watch fully everything that they are saying. God sees you. And God is not pleased with that. I'm not pretended to be sick. And when the king came to see me, so, oh, let Tamar come. Verse 7. So David agreed and sent Tamar to Amnon's house to prepare some food for him. This is his sister. His sister is coming to prepare some food for him. She's innocent, she doesn't have any bad mind. But Jonadab's preaching has worked, isn't it? In the same way. You see, I'm sure Amnon thought, oh, it's just a conversation. Even the person who visits you when you are sick can affect your life so much. The person who visits you when you are home can affect your life. So he'll just give you one advice. And you already have your own temptations. So you just flow. And when Tamar came, Amnon maltreated her. She baked the bread and all. That. Amnon said, Oh, I want everybody to go out. And I want you to bring me the cakes. Daughters, when anybody tells you, let everybody go so that only you and I can be in the room. Do not agree in Jesus' name. Even the sons also. You must be wise. Don't say, oh, I thought that this person was this. I thought that it won't happen. No, you must be wise to do the right thing. Because Tamar had a good heart. But you don't just go when he says everybody out of the room. And then after that, he molested Tamar. Tamar was so sad and Amnon just kicked her out. Get out. I don't want to know you. And because of Jonadab's advice, Amnon and Absalom did not speak for years. Because of Jonadab's advice, Amnon was killed by Absalom. Because Absalom was sad that his brother had treated his sister in that way. So it brought unforgiveness and bitterness in Absalom's heart. And he said he was having a party, and he invited Amnon. And when Amnon went, Absalom had organized for Amnon to be killed. Your friend Jonadab may advise you, but the end thereof is death. The Bible says there's a way that seems right unto my It seems okay. It seems harmless. It seems, but you will die before your time because of that Jonadab that you have not plugged out of your life. Your Jonadab is free. He doesn't have family problems. He's just a cousin. He has not been killed. No blood has been shed. Absalom becomes so bitter that he, he gets up and rebels against his own father. Just because of this Jonadab advice. So don't take advice, conversation and things lightly. You must be afraid. Amen. You must have a certain fear in your life. That it is not right. You see, as I am here now, there are different people that I can relate to. There are different people who would like to come into my life. Some of the people, when I chat with them, they don't tell me nice things about husbands. They'll say, well, what is a husband? Or when you have an argument, just do this, just do that. But as a Christian, I have to look in the word and say, what does God's word say? So it's not everybody who can be my friend. Amen? Because as grown up as I am, I am not free from this verse. The company that I keep will affect me. If I had kept the wrong company, I don't think I'll be preaching to you here today. They would have told me preaching is bad. Full-time ministry is dangerous. This thing you should not obey. But I had godly friends, like Bishop Saki from... From the university like Bishop Addy at that time. You hadn't even been born when I met them in 1982 And the same godly friends have been in my life and you can see how that friendship has led all of us in a certain direction You see there are already enough temptations in life So if I had gone to add wrong friendship, then I'll be fighting with more things but by the grace of God because I believed what God said. My friends have shaped my life and brought me to a certain place. My friends were in the university with me. We all studied together. We all learned that academics were important. We all learned that there should be a balance in our lives. And therefore, we all went in a certain direction. And by the grace of God, we all became professionals. But when we became professionals, it didn't end there. We also went ahead in our spiritual work with God Just because of our friendship. Today, our friendship has formed the church. Our friendship has formed the church with branches. Our friendship has formed the church with Y Church, J Church, I Church, and K Church. Your friendship leads you far. But you don't know. And God knows everything. That's why God looks and says, don't be deceived. Because we usually think it's not a strong thing. Your friends are more powerful than your pastor because they are your age group and you can relate to the things they say. You also spend more time with your friends, including television, storm above paradise or under paradise or over paradise. You see, I went with my little daughter to a saloon and then we were just, both of us doing our hair. Then the hairdresser came and said, oh, ma, is she not bored? Oh, is she has storm over paradise. And I said, what is that? I said, oh, one name stamp. Is it over or in Faraday? Into, about, around. Then I said, no. We are okay. Anyone work and we brought our books and everything. So we are okay. You see, the hairdresser may not be your friend. But the fact that you spend time in that salon gives you an opportunity to influence your lives. Beloved, if the friendship between us has brought us to this place. Your friendships at this stage of your life will influence so many things. Some people become vagabonds because of the type of friends they keep. Some people don't take their studies seriously because of the types of friends they have. The friends say, oh, you two, you are learning, you like learning, why are you obeying your mother? Oh, you two, it's just a comment, but it affects you. Do not be deceived. Bad company corrupts good morals. Amen. I want you from this evening to overcome every Jonadab in your life. Every Jonadab that's not supposed to be in your life. Pay the price and kick him out. You see, as we were growing up, we got to the university, I I came across some Jonadabs. Amen. And the Jonadab said to me, We like your Christianity. Because you are not, you are not ch- you have swag. <laughs> Amen. You are fresh, you are nice. But you know why? Because I would not confront them with my faith. I wouldn't tell them, you know, if you do this, you are going to hell. Give your life to Jesus. At that time, I was a nice Christian. And then the Jonah Dubs were arriving. And one day, God spoke to me. He said, come out from among them and be separate, says the Lord. I tell you, it wasn't easy. You sometimes, when you weep, you weep into your handkerchiefs, But me, I wept buckets, buckets full. It was such a painful thing because I enjoyed their company. So good, good company that corrupts good morals can be enjoyable. But I decided to obey God. I took the friendship like this. And I put it on the altar. Oh, <laughs> Jesus, I won't see them again. I can't fellowship with them. You said I should come out and be separate. Oh, <laughs> Put it down with tears. But I still needed to obey God. For two weeks, I didn't have friends. I had friends I have come from my school with. But the new friends I had made and whatever, I didn't have friends. I felt alone in the university. But it drew me closer to God. And it was a good thing. It was after that, that the Bishop Darks, the Bishop Saki's, the Reverend Addis, the Lady Pastor Adels, the Lady Pastor, started to arrive in my life. So unless you banish your Jonadab, the real people who should come into your life will not come. Amen. So I pray that tonight, this evening, you will decide to change your friends. And to confront the Christian ones that are going the wrong way. Stop talking about being a snitch. Stop talking about browning. And be real. Paul said it is commonly reported by the house of Chloe that there is fornication amongst you. So there are some things that have to be reported to the pastor openly and commonly. Pastor, this is going on. This girl has been clubbing in this place. This boy has been telling me things like this. But you want to be popular with your friends. He said, you, you like browning too much. It has come also into the church of God. Do the right things and we will not brown you. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Do not be deceived. Bad company corrupts good morals. And finally, 2 Timothy, I believe, chapter 3, verse 15. Second Timothy chapter three. I'm not sure whether it's second or first chapter three, verse 15. I don't think it's that maybe it's the first one. First Timothy chapter 15, chapter three, verse 15. Is that it? But you are showing the same thing. Anyway, let me go to my own. Yeah. Yeah. Please go to 14. Please go to 13. (laughs) But evil people and imposters will flourish. They will go on deceiving others. And they themselves will be deceived. Verse 14. But you must remain faithful to the things you have been taught. You know they are true. For you know you can trust those who taught you. Amen. Come to verse 13 again. But evil people and imposters will flourish. They will go on deceiving others. And they themselves will be deceived. Amen. It says that evil people, imposters are people who pretend. Like Amnon. He did it on advice. He became an imposter. And the Bible says that these evil people and the imposter, they'll, they'll seem to flourish. They'll be doing well. They'll be going on in what they are doing. They will deceive others and they themselves will be deceived. Verse 14, but you, say to the next person by say, but you must remain faithful to the things you have been taught. Every Sunday you are taught. Every Saturday you are taught. Every Thursday you have ministry meetings. Every Sunday after church you have rehearsals, you have beautiful feet, you have this, you have this. You have been taught so many things. And the Bible is saying that you must remain faithful to the things you have been taught. Deceived people will go on deceiving, and they themselves will also be deceived. But as for you, remove yourself from such things. And remain faithful. You see, when you are in class 2, you may be a very good Christian. But when you get to class 5, you may think that now you've shared, you know. The boys have been sending you notes, and they have been telling you how beautiful you are. and So, now you feel that you have become cool. When you get to JSS 3, dear, you feel that... You know everything. And when you get to SSD, nobody should even talk to you. The Bible didn't say that you must know the faithful. It says you must remain. Remain. King James says continue. Continue. Amen. Continue thou in the things which thou hast learned and has been assured of, knowing of whom thou hast learned them continue in the things that you have been taught in the things that you have learned don't let it be that when you reach SS you say uh, those days were young Reverend O'Ko was deceiving us now dear it's a deception it's important to remain faithful the Bible says be thou faithful unto death it's a long haul it's a long journey it's not now I want to be able to attend your weddings, and when you wear the white veil, no man has touched you, no boy has misbehaved with you. I want to be able to come to your wedding, you have not lifted any boy skirts before. I want to come to your wedding and know that you are on fire for Jesus. I want to come to your wedding, your graduation, and know that you kept yourself pure in a crooked and perverse generation. Hallelujah. Don't be deceived. Those who are with imposters, those who are with people who don't tell the truth, they'll go from bad to worse, deceiving and being deceived. But you, God singles you out. Remain faithful. And you know also the type of people who have taught you the messages that you have been taught. In this church, we don't mince words because we can't pretend that you don't know certain things. In my time, we didn't know so many things. But you, you have internet, you have email, you are browsing, you are doing all sorts of things, Facebooking, Twittering, going away. We don't... Look, it's not easy to keep up with you. But we are not the one you have to stand before. It's Jehovah God. It is he unto whom all things are naked. So as you are taking that thing that mommy told you don't take, don't think about us only. Think about God whose eyes are everywhere and pray that he will not call you. Samuel, Samuel. When God calls you twice, it means that you have to pay attention. Amen. When you hear the voice of God, let it be that it's because he's calling you and not because you have done something bad and he has caught you. Hallelujah. I want to come to your homes and know that you are lifting up the banner of Jesus. You are living in purity and holiness. That you have the fruits of the Spirit, which is love, joy, patience, peace. I want to come to your home and know that you are not rude. I want to come and see children whose lives have been affected by the gospel. Not that you just go door to door. You do what? You sing. you, You have your quiet time, all right, but I can't see any change in you. Let me come to your home and then your parents will say, Oh, Lighthouse Chapel has made such a difference. Oh, Reverend Oko has made such a difference in the life of my child. Oh, I can see Christ. When I see this child, I see Christ. And I know that God will help you to come to that place. Don't believe a lie. Don't be deceived. Choose your friends wisely. Stand to your feet, please. Hallelujah. Shall we pray? I want you to talk to God. Forget about Lady Reverend who is on the stage. Forget about everything else that's not important and talk to God. Ask him to forgive you for the wrong associations, the wrong people, and the wrong things that claim your time. Ask God to forgive you and to cleanse you by his blood. Ask him to take away and to help you to take away any Jonadab a friend that does not lead you in a godly way you want to pray that God will deliver you from any Jonadab who is in your life now, who was in your life in the past and who is yet to come you don't want any Jonadab in your life anymore you want a new beginning you want God to do something new in your life yesterday is gone Another day has come. Oh, do something new. Every eye closed. Lift your hands up to Jesus. Ask him to do something new. Another day has come. Oh, do something new. Do something new in my life. Do something new. Do something new in my life. Something new. Oh, yes. God is doing something new. Bringing new friendships, new associations, new friendships, new influences on your life. He's doing something new. You have to drop that friend. You have to live pure before God. Oh, Do something new. something new. with my life. something new. Do my life. something new. Every eye closed and every head bowed. You want to say, Lady Reverend, I want to be born again. I am not sure whether I'll go to heaven or hell when I die. I'm not sure whether I know Jesus, Lady Reverend. I want to give my life to Christ. I want to start all over again, Lady Reverend. If you are like that here this afternoon, just lift up your hands wherever you may be standing. You want God to do something new. You want God to come into your life and make you a new creature. Just lift up your hands above your shoulder. Forget about who is on your left or who is on your right. This is business with God. And if you've lifted up your hand, let me ask you to do one more thing. God bless you. I see your hands. Come forward. Come to me. And mean it with all your heart. Do something new. Do something new. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for the hearts of children that respond so delicately. Thank you for the hearts of children that are not hardened, oh God. Thank you for children
0: that don't have shared consciences, Jesus.
1: Thank you. Oh, we are permitting them to come unto you so that you may touch them. Do something lovely children, Jesus loves you. Ask him to do something new. Speak to God. Mean it with all your heart. Oh, stop looking around. Look up to God. I want you to say this prayer after me. It's not Lady Reverend's prayer. It's your prayer. And believe God to touch your heart as you speak it. Let it be your own prayer. Every eye closed. Eyes closed. And every head bowed. and Say this after me. Lord Jesus. This afternoon. I come to you. Just as I am. Jesus. Take my life. And make me a new person. come into my heart heart. and be the Lord of my life. life. Please Please. deliver me me. from every bad friend, from every agent of Satan, from anything that will destroy my life. life. Jesus, Jesus, thank you For writing my name in the book of life. I'm born again. I'm going to heaven. And Satan cannot stop me. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. Every eye closed and every head bowed. You may be in the congregation, but you realize that you need to do something about your associations. Just come forward and join them here. I would like to pray for you. Do something new in my life. The Holy Ghost is convicting something you. The kinds of friends you have. The things in your life that are corrupting the good morals, life. the seed of the word oh, that has been sown oh, in you. Oh, do something new with my life. life. Something new. your eyes I want to pray with you lift up your hands say Jesus this afternoon I come to your altar and I lay down everything in me everything in my life that is not helpful that is not of you that is not pure I give up my friends that don't know you. I give up the books that are not about you. I give up the movies that do not glorify you. I give up the conversations that are not of you. Jesus, take my whole life And make it your own. In Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Go back to your seats. And remember that you have won. Because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. You are delivered from every bondage of the enemy. I abort every curse of the enemy. I abort every long-term plan in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I come against every weapon that is fashioned, against any life represented here. I pull down the stronghold of the enemy that he's trying to build in your life. I dismiss any relationship, anybody you are not supposed to meet, any pedophile, any child that molester abuser anything that is not of God and from heaven I resist you in the name of Jesus and I plead the blood over every life represented here let the blood of the lamb be a covering over these young ones and let every angel that is not of you fly over because of the blood let the blood cover Lord please just... Don't give them a spray to the teeth of the enemy. I know that you are the same God who has preserved me all these years. I pray for that same preservation. So come away, Jesus, please. Don't keep them as prey to the teeth of the enemy. Your word says that it's of your mercies that we are not consumed. Cover them with your mercy. Envelope them with your mercy. May they stand to proclaim the kingdom of God. May their destinies not be aborted. Jesus, as a child you went through so much. Herod wanted to destroy you, but the hand of the Lord preserved you. May the same hand preserve these lives that I represented here. You who can do far more exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we think of or imagine or even ask you for, we commit them into your safekeeping. Because of them, the kingdom of God shall march forward. Because of them, the future of this ministry is bright. Because of them, the head of the enemy shall be bruised. Thank you for answered prayer. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: It was great having you today. To find out more about the resources available by Adelaide Mills, please visit the Vision Bookshop at the Kodesh, North Kaneshi. Or meet her on Facebook at Rev. Mrs. Adelaide Heward-Mills. For prayer and counseling, please call 0243-187-900. You can also drop us an email at honeyonmylips@gmail.com. at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. Until next time, God richly bless you.